Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today, we're going to be talking with the co-founder of a prominent publishing company for independent book writers. The company started with just a blog eight years ago, and it's grown significantly since then. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and tell you about my business transition readiness program for business owners. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the Business Transition Readiness Program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keyes, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with the co-founder and co-owner of Wise Inc. Creative Publishing, Amy Quayle. Amy, welcome to the Poised for Exit show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you could be, especially given the times. Everybody's so busy and kind of displaced in different locations. So thanks for joining us. I know that, um, yeah, I know you and your partner, Dara Beavis, have really made a name for yourselves as female entrepreneurs and publishers and creatives. I'm super anxious to hear your story. So maybe we could just start by sharing um, with the audience a little bit about you and your background, because I always like to start with that. Oh, sure. Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, I so my entire career has been in the publishing world. Um, you know, I'm one of the few English majors that I'm aware of, other than my, <laughs> my colleagues um, actually working in, in our field, other than teachers. So it's been... Um, you know, it's been really rewarding in that sense. Uh, so I, I started working mm. uh, at a at a small independent press right out of college, and um, from there, um, also started freelance editing for a number of different publishers um, mm. around the state and and a few um, around the country as well. Just as a as an editor and project manager, um, and that was you know while I was working at the other press. Um, yeah, and uh, you know from there we. Dara and I were running um, a lot at, at the publishing house we were working at. Um, we were doing, uh, you know, project management and we were finding new clients and um, we were coaching people through that process. And we were so intimately aware of, um, you know, the, the insecurities that authors can have and the creative process, how, how that can work and, and, um, you know, all the concerns that they were having. And so we thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe we should start a blog, you know, an informational resource um, specifically geared to independent authors, since there are some really unique things about the, the indie author uh, journey as opposed to a traditional author journey. Mm -hmm. And so I started out as a blog and we were a blog for a year. Um, and then 
at, you know, at the end of 2012, um, the founder of a previous company, Beaver Pond, um, passed away. Um, he was, he was 84 and, um, had had a series of strokes. So it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't surprising, but, but it was a, certainly the end of an era, I think. And we, we sort of felt a, um, we felt like it was time for us to move into our own space. You know, we had sure. learned so much and, um, I was raised in an entrepreneurial family also. And so I think I just had that in my blood. <laughs> yeah. And, right. Um, you do. So we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we launched, I think, uh, beginning of 2013 as a publishing house rather than just a blog. But, um, you know, it was a really great way to, to kind of slow roll into, into publishing. So it's been our, into our own business, you know? Um, yeah. So it's been almost eight years now. Isn't that amazing? So, so tell me a little bit more that Beaver Pond Press, did you, cause I, I of course have heard of them. Did you acquire that company then? Or how did that work when you mentioned oh, that, no. that he passed away? Okay. Oh, so he, he passed away. And, um, actually one of our colleagues, um, at the time who was, who was there. Um, she actually owns the company now and runs it and she's a good friend. And I actually just uh, talked with her yesterday. And uh-huh. <laughs> we're good friends. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, they've got, I think a really good established, um, list of, of clients that they work with. And, and we've got ours mm-hmm. too. And so, you know, there's so many book ideas out there and there's so many authors and creatives to write them. And, um, there's certainly enough for everybody. <laughs> That's what I say about exit planning. It's the same thing. There's plenty of business for everybody, and not everybody is a cookie cutter of of the other option, right? So I'm sure that you have, you know, your differentiators just like Beaver Panda. So that's cool. I love that. You guys can collaborate and work together. So what's the rest of the story then about Wise Inc.? And tell me about how you and Sarah got together. It was just the two of us for a while, you know, yeah. uh, and we we brought on an intern who eventually became our vice president um, in, in May of that year. And so she was with us for six years. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that first year we published about 20 books and then the next year it was 40 books and the next year it was 60 books. And it, it seems like that, you know, that 60 to 70 books a year is kind of where we've landed um, with the, with the clients that we serve. Um yeah, and we, you know, we mm-hmm. now have a team of seven, and um, it's it's really exciting to, it, you know, it, it, over time too. You kind of, at first, you're doing everything, and then you quite you bring on more people, and you know, everything sort of starts to break out over time into departments, and you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that happens intentionally, and sometimes it happens just kind of, you know, naturally as people go to their comfort zones and, and exercising their own strengths. And I think it was a little bit of a mix of, of both, but um, uh, no, Darren and I are still very involved with most of the authors that we work with. And we, we help every author with a marketing strategy um, that's mm-hmm. kind of in our, in our space. So helping them come up with a marketing strategy and, and, you know, big picture planning. We also each have our own authors that we, that we mentor throughout the whole process, but um, we do have a team of project managers and production support. Um, and, you know, it's just been, it's really been, just been such a fun journey um, as this business has evolved. Well, it's just been fun to watch too. And, you know, to your point about the whole marketing strategy for, for your writers, that that's probably a spot where they maybe struggle. You know, usually people mm-hmm. that are creative like that aren't necessarily, um, you know, 
learn it in, in terms of marketing strategy and, and having that expertise from you and that guidance from you guys has got to be just the icing on the cake for sure. And it sets them up for success, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we mm-hmm. started, um, we started that planning at the very beginning um, because mm-hmm. when you, when you really have an understanding of exactly what you're trying to do and who you're trying to reach um, and then you think about the best way to reach them, all of those decisions play into other choices you make through the process. You know, you might, you might build a book differently if you know that you are going to, um, if you're, if you know that your marketing strategy, for example, is to sell um, in bulk to nonprofit organizations or, you know, to, um, you know, to policymakers or administrators, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, right? you would probably want accessibility to be the, the prime value of that, right? Or the Absolutely. prime um, focus, right? Where if you're mm-hmm. selling, you know, a book that's really a treasure to, um, or if you're trying to sell to, to business leaders and you want the book to feel weighty and, and you know, really um, profound, you know, going with a hardcover, something that has more weight to it, um, and maybe a little more perceived value is going to be a better way to go about it. So that's, you know, just an example of how um, how your publishing decisions really do depend on on your marketing strategy. So that's why at the beginning and why and throughout the process. That's a perfect part of the process, and I couldn't agree more. And we talked a little bit earlier about how much your company has grown, and I was noticing on your website all the books that you guys have published, um, such a great diverse um, variety of topics and writers. And um, it just looks really super interesting. I want to read all of them. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, they look, yeah, they look really great. Um, and I know you guys are also offering some really interesting programs for youth and people of color. And I think there's some kind of program like a writer's boot camp or something like that too. So maybe you could share a little bit about those programs that you guys offer. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, well, I'll just, I'll go, I'll go through the list. Um, the first sure. one is um, the fir- very first kind of give back program that we developed through Rise Inc. It's called Project Inc. Possible. Um, and that's all, that's geared toward young writers um, and mm. inspiring them to, to write what they care about. Um, so we've worked, uh, we, we've done our own projects for Project Being Possible, you know, anthologies that we've, that we've funded for, for young teens who have um, works of, of their expression, you know, from mm-hmm. ninth grade to 12th grade. Um, mm-hmm. And then we've also partnered with um, a few different organizations that have published under the um, Project Being Possible imprint. Um, you know, we've worked with, um, Mid-Continent Oceanographic Institute, which is now A26MST, um, and that's an after-school tutoring program for under-resourced schools. And so mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've volunteered with them in the schools uh, and have published anthologies of uh, writings from from kids uh, in the classrooms that they serve. And so that's been that's been wonderful. And um, uh, Green Card Voices is another one that we that we started working with. Um, a number of years ago, and so it's 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 been great. Um, what it really is is discounted and pro bono publishing services um, for these youth-led books. So that one started in 2015. Um, uh, this year, we just added Project Exodus, and that is you know near and dear to our heart is um, publishing books with purpose. You know, and a great need mm-hmm. that we have it right now, especially in the city of Minneapolis. 
um, is healing in the black and brown community. And so the um, Project Exodus that, that we're launching, um, actually going to be launched in the beginning of 2021. Um, we're seeking funding right now for that. Um, but we want to publish 10 books of healing um, by black authors. Um, so we're looking for activists and we're looking for artists and, you know, people who are at the front lines of, of healing in that community. Um, and mm-hmm. we want that to be pro bono as well and to give the profits mm-hmm. to the full profits to the authors. So it's really unheard of in the publishing world for wow. a project to be funded, but then also to give full um, revenue. And it's just our, our way of contributing mm-hmm. to reparations. That's um, super ambitious. Good for you. Thank you. We're, you know, like I said, we're, mm-hmm. we're seeking funding and we're, and we're hoping to do 10 next year. That's mm-hmm. our goal. So, mm-hmm. um, and then another program that we just launched is the Pathways to Publishing Fellowship. You know, um, the publishing industry is notoriously white and, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a white woman, English major with brown hair and just about every editor that I've ever met from a traditional house, um, is in the same demographic that I'm in. And, and, you know, that really does matter when it comes to selecting works to be published. Um, that, that, that lens, you know, um, it, it really does, it does make a difference. You know, these are the books that, that, that reach the masses, right? And so uh, we have the goal of diversifying the publishing industry so that we can just bring more perspectives to the table when, when it comes to um, editing work and selecting work and, <laughs> Um, and marketing work. So at all levels of, of the industry, we want to bring more people in. Um, so we've offered this fellowship um, to, uh, and it, it, applications are now closed. Um, it was actually October 1 to October 31st that the application mm, okay. window was open for, for this first fellowship. Um, but the um, the recipient, that we're you know, reviewing applicants right now, the recipient, or the applicant, um, sorry, recipient will get um, a full scholarship to get an editing certificate um, um, at UC San Diego and um, men- career mentorship with WiseInc uh, professionals, um, Darren and myself and, and other um, people on our team. So, so that's one way that we're, that we're um, trying to bring more diverse voices and representation to our industry as a whole. Um, and then the last thing that I'm, I'm really excited about um, that I'd love to talk about today is, um, the RightWise coaching program. I launched this um, actually a year ago. I I announced the the first cohort um, applications were open, um, and so I, I am just in the middle of the second cohort. It's a six month program for um, writing coaching and helping people, you know, coaching people through the writing process. You know, the Perfect. creative process is just it's not linear. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Whenever we take a risk, our egos do get in the way and try to stop <laughs> us and protect us from, you know, this danger of putting ourselves out there. And right, um, right. So, it's, are you saying that not, writer's block is a is a fallacy? <laughs> <laughs> it's no, I'm I'm saying it is uh, it is ubiquitous <laughs> hmm. and everywhere in uh, you know, it's everybody experiences it. Um, right. And I've gotten really good at recognizing it, um, both mm-hmm. from my own experience, but also in helping my authors. And so um, it's a group of six people. So it's, it's, what I love about it is that you get the support from me with one on one calls. And then you also get the group 
support and you learn from each other and everybody gets a, yeah. a, um, an accountability partner that they meet with monthly as well. So mm. it's a really great way to immerse yourself into the writing process to just get that first draft done. Um, and so anyway, applications are open right now for that. It's on our website, whythink.com. And uh, I'll be posting more about it on social media as well this week. Well, good. Well, we'll make sure and share that for you. And like you just said, wisink.com is where uh, people can find that. That's normally a question I ask at the end, how, pe- how can people get a hold of you? But I don't want to forget because this is really super important. And going, going through the process myself, writing a book and you know needing the coaching and needing the help, um, it, it really is um, a, something that you don't want to walk um, by yourself. You just don't. It, it's kind of like the work that I do as an exit planner. It's definitely not a DIY project. And, yeah. um, and just having people that know what they're doing and, you know, having the perspective of an expert like you is worth everything. Oh, so, thank you um, for saying that. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it is, writing is such a lonely uh, endeavor. Um, and so <laughs> it, is. It, it, really, it really is. And, yeah. um, you know, so I think especially for those extroverts out there, if you're an extrovert and you're trying to write your book, um, you know, you're not probably comfortable in the um you know, in the trenches all by yourself. You want someone in it with you. So that, that's where the writing coaching is really helpful. <laughs> totally. Well, I, you can't see because we're on the phone, but I'm raising my hand right now because you just described <laughs> me. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you really do need to have the help. And I'm glad you guys have got that program. So let's um, talk a little bit about your entrepreneurial experience. Uh, as you know, the book that I wrote is kind of focused on women entrepreneurs. It's called Poised for Exit, as you know. And I yeah. tell the stories of several different women uh, business owners that I've worked with over the years and their, their transition process and how they exited their business or how they planned to. Not everyone has exited yet. Um, but I'm not, you know, kind of going in that direction with you. I just wanted to hear overall, you know, I know what it's like as a woman, you know, you and Dara have like, have paved a trail, right? You've, you've um, you know, become these mavericks and you've gotten this thing off the ground. So let's just talk about your experience a little bit. Maybe just share a little bit about what you feel has shaped you the most and maybe some of the a couple decisions that you've made that have really made a lot of difference in terms of, you know, taking it to the next level. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, well, I, certainly what shaped me the most is, um, you know, growing up, I, I was really lucky to be able to witness an early example of risk-taking paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, like I said, I'm, I'm, I was raised by entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my parents, my parents own a company together and they, um, they, they've worked together for a long time. And, um, mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old is when my dad decided to leave his job and start this business. And, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so it was, it was, it was at a really pivotal time. I, I had to quit piano lessons. My you know, little sister had to quit hockey um, just for a year because they didn't know how it was going to go. And I remember we got rid of cable at that time. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and these are mm-hmm. small sacrifices. They're not mm-hmm. huge sacrifices, but but Smart. enough for us to notice, though, right? Um, mm-hmm. That, hey, my parents are parents are really pulling back right now and they're, they're being really careful with their money because they're taking a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And again, it was a big risk. You know, they had a house payment, three kids under 10 and two car mm. payments. And, mm. um, you know, it so it, it really could have gone either way. But, um, 
you know, I, I think that just being able to see that and see this company grow from, you know, just to, to be, to thrive, you know, to see this company thrive that they had built, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's true what they say that in order to, to do it, to believe that you can, sometimes you have to see it. So you do have to see it and you have to believe, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that was one of the, the I mean, I know that's really a general answer, but um, no, I don't think I'd be here today without witnessing that. No, I, I agree 100%. It's really um, uh, interesting that you say that your parents shaped your entrepreneurial dreams because that was the same case for me. And if I wouldn't have witnessed everything that they did and the sacrifices that they made and the companies that they both started, um, and their parents did too, but I didn't really witness that. You know, I just heard stories, mm-hmm. but I actually lived it just like you did. And um, I just grew up believing that I would have my own business and I have for most of my adult life. So kudos to you for taking that example and making it work and, you know, providing employment for people. Um, that's just, it's all, it's all good, right? The, the, the ripple effect is super awesome when, when it works. And, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm just hopeful mm-hmm. that I can, I can do that for other kids too. And, and mm-hmm. young people, you know, to, Definitely. and again, and that's, it's that same value that we brought to the table with, with the pathways to publishing fellowship and, um, you know, we do, we, we want to be able to pave the way or, and help somebody else, um, mm-hmm. you know, take some risks also and, and get into this, this great industry. So, and that's a great way to go about doing it too. I think, especially now more than ever, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of time to talk about how the pandemic has affected your business, but I think it's affected everybody's in some way, shape or form, mm-hmm. you know, some to a greater degree or a lesser degree, depending on your industry. But, you know, let's just face it, it's affected all of us. But, you know, what are we doing about that? And how can we um, continue to provide value? I think that that's really an important um, aspect for us as entrepreneurs, especially in the service business, to be able to really focus on providing good value, good and good brand value um, before we ever ask for a sale, because trust is everything now more than ever. And what you're doing with these programs is just establishing, you know, really great trust, not just with your clients or future clients, but also in the industry itself and, you know, in the local community. Um, so I, I'm just, I commend you for, for doing those things because I think that you're, you're really doing it right. And, um, and yeah, keep it up. So it sounds like that's what's on the horizon for you guys, huh? For the next year or two, just to keep growing those programs. Yes, just to keep mm-hmm. growing those programs and keep mm-hmm. growing our team. Um, we just added a seventh person, um, and uh, you know, yeah, just just keep moving forward. Fantastic. Well, good. So we're close to the end of the show. Unfortunately, we could keep going, but um, you know that's what makes people come back for more, and that's why we give out your contact <laughs> info so that they can get a hold of you individually, Amy, and just say, hey, I want to hear more. I want to write a book. I need to talk to you about this. That's the goal. So let's just share a couple action items um, for our sure. listeners. What are a couple of things that we'd like to have them take away today? Um, so I, I have a couple of things for business that I want to share. And then um, just one thing for writers in particular, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first thing with business, um, I think, you know, you had, you had asked the question, um, you know, what's the mistake that you wish that you could go back and not, and not make again. Um, you know, I think just understanding that, the pendulum always swings and, you know, you'll be at a, 
going through a time where you're pushing ahead and then there's a time when you're holding back and then you're pushing ahead and you're, then you're holding back. And that's really, I've learned that that's a really natural ebb and flow in business. Um, Mm -hmm. But the first time that you realize you have to hold back and pull back, it kind of feels like, Oh shoot, are we stalling? What's happening here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Very good analogy. Very good. Yeah. So anyway, just, just trusting that that's, that's natural. And that's, that's how, that's how it is in business is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think just remembering that like attracts like. And so the, you mm-hmm. know, the clients that you choose to take on are going to um, be similar to the future clients that you're going to attract. And so um, that's something that we keep in mind with the books that we select to publish. We really do want to get our perfect client every time. Um, and you know, our, per- our perfect clients are our purpose-driven people who want to write a book that have a specific mission in the world. And they, they have businesses that are, are not, um, that are not just for profit, you know, that are also for, for good in the world also. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's something that we hold paramount. Um, so I think early on, you just don't always know that, there's going to be that connection, right? Every every client that you take on is going to be is going to feel more and more and more, and that's how your reputation is built um, more so more than anything. So those are two business things that I that I would want to share to somebody who is just starting out in business. Um, but then for authors, I would just say um, when you are thinking about what book is the right book, um, don't don't worry about that so much first. What you should really be thinking about is what do you want your book to do in the world mm. and for whom? How do you want your book to um, change the readers? Yeah. Who are those? And, you know, how, and then what does that ripple effect look like? And then also, what do you want the book to do for you? And when you get really clear on the answers to those questions, then it becomes a lot easier to figure out what book is the right book. Very good advice. I hope that there are some future writers out there that have heard that advice because we just need, you know, more good creative work in the world right now. So thank you, Amy. Absolutely. Thank you you so much. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. I'm so glad you could join us today. Thanks for being on the show. For our listeners, this episode will be available for download, as always, on the Poised for Exit website. That's poisedforexit.com, where you can also get a copy of my book, Poised for Exit. Please do rate and review and subscribe to this show on any of the platforms that you get your podcast shows, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We really do appreciate your support. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. Please do join us again next time.